Hello and welcome to Morning Prayer at St. Paul's Lutheran Church in Edison, New Jersey. I thank God that we are able to be together in prayer this morning. Today is Thursday and we're in the 14th Sunday, 14th week since Pentecost. And now we begin our time of prayer in silence. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall proclaim your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to the Lord with psalms. For you, Lord, are a great God and a great ruler above all gods. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. In your hand are the caverns of the earth. The heights of the hills are also yours. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our Maker. For the Lord is our God, and we are the people of God's pasture and the sheep of God's hand. Come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Give glory to God, our light and our life. O come, let us worship and praise. You have been born anew through the abiding word of God. The Holy Gospel according to St. Mark, the 11th chapter, beginning this morning at verse 15. Then they came to Jerusalem, and he entered the temple and began to drive out those who were selling and those who were buying in the temple. And he overturned the tables of the money changers and the seats of those who sold doves. He would not allow anyone to carry anything through the temple. He was teaching and saying, Is it not written, My house shall be called a house of prayer for all the nations, but you have made it a den of robbers. And when the chief priests and the scribes heard it, they kept looking for a way to kill him, for they were afraid of him, because the whole crowd was spellbound by his teaching. And when evening came, Jesus and his disciples went out of the city. Jesus enters Jerusalem this morning with a purpose and an extremely provocative message for the chief priests and the leaders of the temple and for all who will bear witness to it in the city that day. This is now the third powerful and highly symbolic action that Jesus has performed in a really short period of time. The first, of course, was his triumphal entry into Jesus into Jerusalem. The Messiah enters the holy city to the praise and acclamation of the people for the glory of God. All praise and hail the coming of the kingdom of God. The second was the cursing of a fruitless fig tree, though only the disciples had witnessed that action. Now he enters Jerusalem, walks into the temple, and overturns the tables of the money changers and declares a word of judgment against those who have corrupted the true purpose of the place. He symbolically overthrows the temple, and even more specifically, he symbolically cleanses and clears out the part of the temple that was designed to draw into it the nations, the Gentiles, the whole world, to, into God's presence. 
See, Jesus' actions so far are his words and his teaching. The power of his preaching, the word that he proclaims, is what he is acting out before the residents of Jerusalem and the witnesses of all who take notice. There can be no mistake now that God has returned to the temple, that the word of God is being proclaimed in the holy city from the temple mount, that word is about to go out into the whole world that the Lord has arrived. And yet the chief priests and the elders and the leaders in Jerusalem are determined to kill Jesus. On one hand, it's hard to imagine how those set aside to lead God's people in faith and in the faithful practice of that faith could be so hard-hearted as to miss the coming of the Lord. An arrival they literally prayed for daily. On the other hand, it's perfectly understandable. Maybe for us now more than ever we can understand that kind of vehement reaction to those who stand against us. In our polarized and extreme world, there are some who are so convinced of the rightness of their position that they have come to believe that any opposition to their position or that anyone holding something else, uh, some other view, anyone coming in from the outside are nothing short of pure evil. They can even imagine that they are defending the faith by holding to these extreme positions when what they are actually doing is fighting against the very word of God, a word that is being spoken against them, that has come not to bless but to condemn them for their hard-heartedness, a word that has, has made them display their own rejection of the, of the Christ that they had prayed for. The true matter The truth of the matter is that Jesus is rejected, even now, daily, and most painfully by those who ought to be closest to him. That being said, though, we also need to keep in mind that this is the purpose for which Jesus has arrived in this city. He has come to take away the sin of the world and to forgive them and us all of our sins. In the end, all are condemned under the power of sin, so that Jesus might be shown to be the Lord of all. All of us must die with Christ, so that we might rise again with Christ. Destroy this temple, and a new one will rise in three days, Jesus will say. A temple not made with hands, but the temple that is, our crucified and risen Lord Jesus, in whose name we live and dwell together. Amen. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Blessed are you, Lord, the God of Israel. You have come to your people and set them free. You have raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of your servant David. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. Through your holy prophets, you promised of old to save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us to show mercy to our forebears, and to remember your holy covenant. This was the oath you swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship you without fear, holy and righteous before you all the days of our life. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. And you, child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare the way to give God's people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, 
The dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine around those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Mighty God of mercy, we thank you for the resurrection dawn, bringing the glory of our risen Lord who makes every day new. Especially we thank you for the sustaining goodness of your creation, for keeping us safe through the storm, for the new creation in Christ, and for all gifts of healing and forgiveness, and for the gift of relationship with others, for the communion of faith that we enjoy and share and that sustains us in your church. For what else are we truly thankful? Merciful God, I might renew this weary world and heal the hurts of all of your children. Bring about your peace for all in Christ Jesus, the living Lord. Especially we pray tonight for those who have been ravaged by storms or fires or floods or disease or famine or warfare that you would come to their aid, that you would hear their prayer, that you would have mercy, that you would bring an end to their suffering. We pray for those who govern the nations of the world, that they might turn their attention to blessing the people of this world. We pray for people in countries ravaged by strife and warfare, that you might bring peace, and that you might bless the work of those who are working for peace and international harmony. We pray for all who are striving to save the earth from carelessness and destruction, And especially, Lord, we pray for the Church of Jesus Christ in every land, that it might bear witness to your light and life wherever and wherever we find ourselves. For what else or for who else do we pray? Almighty and everlasting God, you have brought us in safety to this new day. Preserve us with your mighty power that we may not fall into sin nor be overcome in adversity. In all we do, direct us to the fulfilling of your purpose, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Let us bless the Lord. Thanks be to God. Almighty God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, bless you now and forever. Amen. Now go forth into the world to serve God with gladness. Be of good courage, hold fast to that which is good. Render to no one evil for evil, strengthen the faint-hearted, support the weak, help the afflicted, honor all people, love and serve God, rejoicing in the power of the Holy Spirit. Thanks be to God.